This is Tom Fox. I would like to welcome you to a special five-part podcast series, Integrity Matters, Assessing the Corporate Compliance Climate in 2021, brought to you and sponsored by K2 Integrity. In this five-part exploration, I'm joined by Nazana Gabauer, who is an Executive Managing Director and Head of Investigations and Risk Advisory Practice for the Americas. She advises leaders in business, finance, and government on risk management, investigations, and compliance, and is recognized for her experience in anti-corruption and investigative matters in Latin America, Eastern Europe, the Middle East, and Asia, across every business sector. And Bob Brenner, who is the global co-managing partner and chief legal officer at K2 Integrity. He has more than 25 years experience in advising government and private sector clients as a monitor, investigator, and as consultant. Bob has been appointed and currently serves as a monitor or independent consultant on behalf of federal, state, and local government agencies, as well as international regulatory bodies. Bob and his team have also designed and implemented changes to clients' compliance procedures, risk assessment procedures, and processes, training protocols, and technology to close loopholes and provide both robust monitoring of future transactions and conduct. Over this five-part series, we will assess the landscape resulting from the pandemic regarding compliance. We will consider what companies can expect from the new administration and its priorities. We will consider anti-bribery and anti-corruption compliance and enforcement in 2021. We will look at global trends impacting risk and compliance in 2021. And we will conclude with preparing your company for what is next. This is part five, I'm joined again by Shnajana Gabauer, and we look at preparing your company for what's next. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'd like to welcome you to our fifth and final episode in our podcast series sponsored by K2 Integrity on assessing the corporate climate in 2021. Shnajana Gabauer. And we're going to look into the future and how you can prepare your company for what's next. Shazana, first of all, welcome back. So let me just start with, we have talked about a lot in this podcast series. Uh, It's been a fascinating exploration, but I was wondering if you could break it down into maybe a few key themes for the year ahead. The the reality is that um, the the pandemic and the global economic downturn that the pandemic um, created in this past past year was is going to continue to define um, what's to come. Um, well after um, the vaccines are distributed and after we start returning to life as we knew it before the pandemic. Um, so due both to this, to the pandemic, to, to the economic downturn it caused, and to the change at the, um, administra- in the administration at the highest level in the United States, um, we, we talked about um, uh, our expectations to have an uptick in enforcement of key U.S. regulations and in, 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 in key areas. Um, we expect new leadership at the DOJ, um, the SEC, the CFTC, and other regulators, um, uh, and then we expect that to lead to changes in priorities, which have been consistent um, with with those associated with um, with with prior Democratic administrations. Um, for example, the Obama administration oversaw uh, historically high levels of 
regulation um, investigations and um, and, uh, and and corporate fines, um, all in the in the wake of the of the worldwide financial crisis um, of two thousand and eight, um, and we expect to see a similar um, reaction by the by the Biden administration. So the enforcement translates um, into into um, enhanced focus on, on on five key areas that that we talked about. Um, the first one was investigation and prosecution of COVID relief related fraud. Um, we talked about what companies can do to um, to insulate themselves um, uh, from 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 being investigated and to protect themselves um, in case they are. Um, uh, they come under scrutiny by um, by U.S. authorities. Um, we talked about um, increased focus on financial and corporate fraud, um, simply as a as a as a byproduct of the economic downturn uh, caused by the by the pandemic. Um, FCPA was an important topic. Um, FCPA enforcement is expected to increase across the board, uh, and so is um, cross-border collaboration. Um, in the pursuit of corruption with um, with various other jurisdictions around the world, uh, we expect the um, the number of FCPA investigations um, to increase um, substantially over the over the coming years. Uh, sanctions um, we covered sanctions and talked about um, also um, a, a trend of um, increased sanctions um, cooperation and enforcement as well as uh, more robust multilateral approach um, to 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 the um, to the enforcement of sanctions and then finally um, we touched a little bit about on um, on ESG um, the um, the enforcement there's going to, we're expecting from the Biden administration an enforcement approach to climate change um, and other environmental issues um, so um, environmental, social, and corporate governance um, are are going to be focused on um, on um, on enforcement, investigations, and prosecutions generated by by, by U.S. Um, regulators. One of the things that uh, I've learned in the past now ten months during the coronavirus health crisis is that we've moved from disaster recovery to business continuity to literally business as usual. And that means you have to be in the business world and in the compliance world, incredibly nimble, incredibly agile, and be able to move. And I wanted to use that as an introduction. Now that we have a change of administration, literally at the highest level, can companies use that same approach that they have to be proactive now? Or would you suggest a wait and see approach for companies to prepare for whatever the new administration might bring? Um, companies should not fear um, this this rapid uptick um, in in overall corporate enforcement actions. Um, however, they should remain attuned to to shifts in the enforcement priorities um, that will accompany the the new administration, and they need to recalibrate risk according to 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 that to those um, to those shifts. Um, that means companies should continue to prioritize the maintenance of their compliance programs um, during the pandemic. Um, over, um, I think over the over the last year during 2020, we heard from DOJ and SEC, and and they um, they emphasized very clearly that that this was their expectation um, that the focus remains on on maintaining uh, robust compliance programs. 
So conducting an assessment or a review of the existing compliance program, ensuring it's updated, pressure testing it um, would be a very prudent step that companies can take in, in that direction. Um, as with every compliance program, there are, um, there, there are key elements um, that are particularly important um, to focus on. Um, so third-party risk management is one. Um, the whistleblower program is another one, and, and, and I would say training is the, is the third one. Um, everything that we talked about from, from sanctions to, um, to FCPA risks um, to ESG, um, the, the management of third parties um, uh, and, and risk associated with third parties um, is, a, is a key area that touches upon all of these um, uh, areas of, um, of risk. So companies have to ensure that they understand um, the surrounding risks in their supply chain and the third parties. Um, with, um, with the disruption um, that we've had this past year, um, it's, it's important to take a very pragmatic um, and systematic approach in, um, in managing the, the, the risks related to third parties. The whistleblowing programs um, is, that, is the second element. Um, companies have to make sure that they not only maintain, but they strengthen um, the internal whistleblower programs. And this is especially important um, with the remote working environment um, that, that the whole world has adopted um, recently, as well as with the various interruptions in, in international trade um, and manufacturing that, that, that we have seen as, and, and logistics around the world. Um, and then finally, training. Um, when it comes to training, more, uh, more training and more frequent training is better. Um, it is important that the compliance team and senior management receive appropriate training and that that, that training um, and knowledge is, um, is cascading down through the, through the rest of the organization. Um, I would finally just mention, um, based on our earlier discussions in the earlier episodes um, about um, the, the increased focus of, of, of DOJ and SEC on, um, on insider trading, um, companies, public companies specifically, have to ensure that um, they mitigate this heightened insider trading risk um, through not only um, robust and tailored policies, um, um, and trainings, but they also um, need to ensure um, that you know their um, their 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 disclosures are um, are aligned with um, with with guidelines and policies pertaining to ESG. Shaysana, I, I really like the way you phrased that that we have nothing to fear from this administration. Yet we must rela- remain ever vigilant and respond to uh, any regulatory uh, changes that may come up. The other uh, items you mentioned that companies need to do, these have been, I think, part of the landscape for at least the last couple of years. But I was wondering if there are any final thoughts you would like to leave our listeners with. It is, inc- it is important for, for companies, as I said, um, to remain attuned to the shifts in the enforcement landscape, um, to the shifts in the enforcement priorities, and adapt accordingly. Um, financial institutions um, can, can expect increased regulatory scrutiny, companies that operate in the oil and gas, mining, um, and industrial sectors, um, they should be prepared for potential environmental investigations. Um, so those are some examples of the shifts that they need to, um, they, they, they can expect. 
but for all companies, um, the, the, there are three takeaways. Um, first, um, as we said, you know, pressure test your, your compliance program and your risk management framework and consider um, the upgrades to keep up with the, with the evolving landscape, enforcement regular and regulatory landscape. Two, um, update and increase trainings. Um, and three, um, line up the appropriate um, resources around yourself with experienced and knowledgeable um, uh, legal advisory and investigative team um, in case you need them so they can help you um, timely and effectively mitigate um, and, and, and resolve any compliance or other issues you might encounter. Shazana, unfortunately, we're in the end of our time for this episode, but I was wondering if our listeners wanted more information on any of the topics we've discussed in this podcast, where could they go? Please visit our website at k2integrity.com. And you can also follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Shazana, I really have appreciated uh, this podcast series. And as we move forward into 2021 and beyond, I hope perhaps I could call upon you and your colleague, Bob Brenner, uh, to maybe see where we might be uh, down the road. We would love that. Thank you for having us, Tom. This is Tom Fox again. I hope you've enjoyed this episode in our five-part podcast series on Integrity Matters, Assessing the Corporate Compliance Climate in 2021, sponsored by K2 Integrity. For more information, you can check out the K2 Integrity website at www k2integrity.com. I hope you'll join us again for another episode as we continue to explore many of the issues that corporate compliance professionals, practitioners, and corporate compliance functions will face in 2021 and beyond. This podcast series has been a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network.